Welcome to the Flatlands Fuel Podcast with your hosts Dwayne Dirksen and Tanner Friesen. Stay tuned for all kinds of hunting talk, outdoors talk, various other topics. You're sure to have a good time. You're in good hands. When a hunter is in a tree stand with moral values and with the proper hunting ethics and richer for the experience, that hunter is 20 feet closer to God. Sounds like Fred Bear. Mr. Fred Bear himself. Bear Archery. Founder of Bear Archery. Episode 9, here we go. Almost double digits. Almost doubles, yeah. Uh, Man, it's been a bit of a ride here. Finally getting back in the swing of things. Yep, yep, finally. It's been a hectic last couple days here for this old son yeah it has been yeah I put in 60 hours already and it's only thursday well, how about that sounds like a good payday to me yeah it so- be sounds like bad. some hunting gear sounds like some hunting gear picked up a new thing of hunting gear today all right the old thermarest air mattress air mattress the skinny little one that inflates by itself am i correct correct how about that curious to see how it works i know i used one when i was at caribou camp but some time ago that was a few moons ago that the truth so Yikes. Uh, yeah wow the traffic down here is ridiculous again back at it live outside L- live from the great outdoors wouldn't have it any other way Ain't that the truth would you call yourself a hunter or would you call yourself an outdoorsman oh well sportsman sportsman i don't know you know what? I don't go by any. So what's? I, I don't. I'm not defined by any any man's words. True, true. It's a good. I think it's. I hunt right. for the kill and the experience and the time spent outdoors. So. And the meat. And the meat. Hashtag it's meat, sir. It's meat, sir. Hashtag I eat bear. I eat deer. I eat meat. I like meat. Regardless of what gender or not what gender, what, what species? What it species? Is. I mean, I'll draw the line at dog. Well, I mean, when in China? When in a tough scenario, I guess. I don't know. Scenario? Scenario? Scenario. Scenario. Oh. Although, Ronella and the other fellow, they, they did eat coyote in Mexico. I'd try coyote. But that's because it's a far cry from dog. Dogs are domestic. Coyotes, they're not domestic. Or, what's the word I'm looking for? Domestic. Is it domestic? They're wild. Yeah. Coyotes. They're wild. Coyotes or coyotes? Coyotes. Coyotes. Coyote. Or yotes. Dogs. Dogs. Not domestic dogs. Not your, uh, not old yeller. Coyote. Coyote. What were you doing last night? Shooting coyotes. What were you doing this morning? Shooting coyotes. Not shooting coyotes. I wish. Too busy. Working. Too busy. Attached to the ball and chain that is. That is the 9 to 5, or as others like us may know it, is more than a 9 to 5. 10 to 10, it seems like. Well, not 10. That's that's a late start. That it seems like 6 to 6 is kind of the more frequent hours that we run. But Sounds like a little bit of OT to me. Hey, ain't no shame in that game, brother. Not the truth. What do we got on the fight card coming up? Uh, we got UFC 226 coming up on July the 7th. Holloway? That's also International Fight Week. Yes. Max Holloway versus Brian Ortega. He's a he's a dandy of a fighter. They both are. Dangerous. Dangerous. Yeah, you gotta watch out for those flanks. Yeah. Holloway has some serious skills, but you gotta look out for Ortega. I believe he's is he undefeated? Undefeated think, and he's got some killer ground game. Oh, and any if there's any possible way he can get his hands on you, he can submit you. Oh, for sure. Or he's a good old cow slicer. And like he did to Frankie Edgar not too long ago. He'll knock you out on the feet, too. Yeah. So, like, but that Cub Swanson fight some time ago, two fights back for him, he caught him with a flying triangle. So, Cub's still standing up, and then yep. Ortega has him, he's, whatever, he's, Cub is standing, and Ortega's attached to him. Yep. And during mid-submission, he releases and goes back on to, adjusts, he lets go, he yeah. adjusts. I yeah. think he does that just to show how good he is. That or and just then, to sink it in a little deeper. And then Cub's neck flares up and, well, 
There's the tap. Yep. And on that card, we also have Daniel Cormier versus Stipe Miocic. 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 Stipe. Stipe. Ohio, we did it. Ohio. Fan favorite, safe to say. I like him more than I like. Potentially the greatest heavyweight of all time. I think you're, yeah. Who's well, He makes an argument because he has the most title defenses. And who's above him, really? You're going to say Fedor? Fedor never fought the best of the world. Really, like, had had they been able to get Fedor in the UFC, yeah. mind you, he would have been out of his prime by then. He's still fighting in Bellator in the Grand Prix right now. Yeah, he's part owner in M1. Okay. But. But, yeah, he's fighting in the second biggest promotion in the world right now, doing work. Yeah. He has had some recent losses, though, like, I think what? Frank Mir and somebody else. But Frank Mir. Frank Muir's deadly, though. He is. He's getting old, but he's deadly. Have you deadly. seen that gut on that guy <laughs> yeah. hanging over his fight shorts? He's looking a little different than he did back when he was... He looks like he got into the butt heavies a few <laughs> times over training camp. Yeah, I'd say. A little too easy to make weight, old son. Well, when you're... As long as you're under 265. I, I, doesn't Bellator have the super heavyweight as well? Nope. No? Nope. They currently do not have a heavyweight champion. That's why they have this Grand Prix going on. Oh, to, to crown one. To crown one, yeah. So I think who's left is Chael Sonnen, Fedor. Who? <laughs> the the biggest arm in Westland, Morgan, or Westland, Oregon? The bad guy. The American gangster? <laughs> That's him. Chael Sonnen. So best I, trash talk in the league. Oh, in the world. In the world of MMA, best tra- trash talk, yeah. There's no way that doesn't like him. He's, he's pretty clean mouth. Yeah. Like he doesn't. Anderson Silva, you absolutely, absolutely suck. And so Fedor is left as well. And then uh, Ryan Bader and. Oh, shoot. Anyways, there's four guys left in the Grand Prix. I don't know who the other guy is, but that's not important. It's only Bellator. Yeah, it's only Bellator. So. I think Chael's a chance. I think so. Going from. I mean, he's fought middleweight mostly, and he did fight a bit at light heavyweight. Somehow he talked his way into a title shot with John Jones back in the day when he didn't even fight in light heavyweight, but that's besides the point. That's his it's mouth always, going. It's always easy to go up a weight class. Because those guys, when they fight at 175, they're walking around at 200. 195 at least. Oh, yeah, sorry. If they're fighting at 170, they're walking around at 200. For the most part, yeah. Easily. Not not all of them. Most most of the guys like guys that aren't super active. A guy like Cowboy who's active, it seems like every week he's not going to walk around it. Well, Cowboy's natural weight's about one seventy six. Yeah. So for him to cut six pounds, actually, he was just on. I just watched the episode of uh, him and him and Joe Rogan on JRE. Okay. And he said too, for him to cut six pounds is nothing. Yeah. He would up. like to go down to one sixty. That, that, that wrecks him though. It does. He might go, but. I mean, how many guys miss weight, though, doing that? Like, a lot. Now with the UFC's new weight, we're going back to the old style of weight weigh-ins? Yeah, I don't know about that. I guess we'll see what happens. I mean, it makes sense to do, though. Guys want to keep missing weight having an early weigh-in? But there's so many guys that like it. It's basically Dana and the Brass that don't like it. Well, and well, yeah, but Dana and the Brass don't like it because guys keep missing weight. Yoel misses weight. Kevin it's Lee. Called, it's called being unprofessional. Well, okay, and I understand. Like, Yoel had to go to the hospital. He had a family emergency yeah. that he had to tend to, which is fine. Kevin Lee said he'd give him 15 more minutes, he would have dropped a pound. Meanwhile, yeah. Cormier did it in, what was it, 1.2 minutes? Or a minute and 20 seconds, he dropped a pound and a half? That's called holding the towel. That's called taking a dump. <laughs> That's called becoming the 206.2 pound champion of the world. Yeah. Against, uh, that was against Rumble Johnson some time ago. That's a scary dude. He's out of the MMA world, though. He's he is. Bodybuilding. So, what's your opinion on the uh, Woodley-Covington feud? Or Well, I mean, it's going to happen eventually. Well, let's just say this. I don't like Covington, and I don't like Woodley, so... I don't I'm, know I'm gonna, Woodley. I, He's a good. He's a great fighter. Great fighter. Personality-wise, he sucks. He. I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this, but he's a bit of a race baiter. A race baiter. He what likes to play that card. Oh, that way. 
my opinion, his... I've never heard that terminology. In my opinion, his argument for that is... Bad. Invalid. Invalid, yeah. Yeah, I hear you. But, hey, hey, that's not to say, like, he's a very, very good fighter. Yeah, oh yeah, he's talented. Except his last few fights has been extremely boring, like, especially against Maya. Yeah, but WrestleMania. Uh, more, more like stand up and avoid the shot and uh, just stand there and land the fewest strikes in a title fight ever. Yeah, but at the same time, you've you got to play a smart game, right? Yeah, but... You don't want to Here's put a fight I'm looking forward to. Event. John Jones. Johnny Bones Jones. Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Ooh, yeah. That's going to be a war. Let's hope that happens. John Jones takes him. He's got more skill. He's got... Does he not have the reach advantage there, too? They're close. They're close. They're within, I think... A Brock's group. a big target. That's a big head to hit. Yeah, but if Brock gets his hands on you... You mean his oven gloves? <laughs> his mitts? Yeah. Yeah, but John Jones is so slippery. Yeah, like that's the thing. Definitely. That's one thing people forget about him is he's he's a, he's, he's really like, good on the ground. Talented wise, John Jones has way more talent. But oh yeah, Brock has size and strength, and he he's a better wrestler. Yeah. Oh, he's for sure a better wrestler. Not I mean, to, like won. John Jones. John Jones is a very good wrestler too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. JUCO world champion, but Brock was an NCAA Division One. One hundred and six and five was his record. Uh huh. So. But standing up, John Jones will take him any day of the week. But Brock won't. If if it's up to Brock, he's gonna chase you down and take you down, and beat you to a pulp. Yeah, he just kind of lays on you, puts you in a one arm triangle, chokes mm-hmm. you out. Who did he do that to? Shane Carwin. Shane Carwin. After almost getting stopped in the first, he came back and yeah, that's right. Choked him in the second, back at one sixteen. Brock's also got a bit of a soft body though. He's been KO'd by. Or TKO'd by that's body because, That's because of his diverticulitis, though. Does he have diverticulitis? He did, yeah. I know GSP has uh, ulcerative colitis. Yeah. My mom had diverticulitis. She was in the hospital for a few days. That sucks. That's what they tested me for. Okay. Yeah. Not diverticulitis or ulcerative colitis. Yeah. But anyways, GSP, I feel your pain, brother. Anyways, I believe that... Uh, I think... I mean, anybody that steps in there has a shot. It's a, they call it a puncher's chance for a reason, right? <laughs> And I mean, Brock has, he did put Randy Couture away with shots. He slapped him on the ground. Yeah, but, okay, nothing against Randy, Maybe the American old, Dream but... Couture. Look at the size difference. Yeah. Randy Couture could have fought at 205. He did. I know, but I'm saying, like, compared to what, Randy Couture looked like a flyweight compared to Brock Oh, Lander. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, when you have to cut weight to make the 265 mark, that's incredible. There's not too many guys that have to do that. No. There's very few guys that have to actually do that. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah. But, hey, we'll see what happens. It's going to be a fun fun little while for the uh, for the fight game, that's for sure. Absolutely. Now, with Connor being sentenced and everything like that, that being done and dealt with. Okay, yeah. He'll be back sooner rather than later. Johnny Jones. Who's your pick for Stipe, Stipe DC? Oh, Stipe all day. Think he can get past the wrestling of DC? Stipe has his own wrestling. I know. I know he does, but DC's a world-class wrestler as well. Yeah, Olympic wrestler, yep. Um, And he will suplex you. He will pick you up, give you a couple twirls, and then, as Conor McGregor say, clatter your head off the canvas. If... He can get his hands on him. If he can, yeah. Albeit, Stipe's got good movement. DC is undefeated at heavyweight. That's true. And is the best heavyweight ever, so... Arguably, yeah. Yeah. For sure. He's in the conversation oh, more than once. It's it's between him and Fedor. That's, that's... Yeah, I guess. That's... Who else can you put up there in the heavyweight, really, that's been that dominant? Um, What's his name? The Brazilian. Big Nog? No. Oh, man, I can't remember the name. Anyways, the guy he took the belt from. Oh, uh... Oh, not... Not, uh, Fabricio. Yeah, Fabricio... Verdum. Yeah. Yeah. He would be in the conversation. But, uh... I suppose we'll see. Yeah, he beat Verdum, though. That he did. But, anyways... 
guys aren't aware, this is another mugs bantering. Mugs bantering is right. We'll have a, we'll hopefully have a few more stories come get a little closer to hunting season. Hey, I got a story. All right, let's hear it. I did a little grilling today. Growing. Grilling. 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 Alright, what were you grilling? Oh! I was grilling. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Okay, looks familiar. That would be Mr. Mark Unra. Unfamiliar with his work. Uh, taper. Long time taper. He was uh, he was in a program with me. Alright. Great guy. Real okay. great guy. So, was grilling before. I was grilling up some uh, goose breasts on the barbie. Alright. Now, in my opinion, you can leave them a little bit bloody, so I leave everything bloody. Okay, I have a question about that, but you keep going. Well, questions are to be answered or not to be answered, so... Anyways, All right. I ran out of Suzy Q from California, so... Uh-oh. That's, that's I, a I, state I, emergency. I, yeah, it is. So, I got a pal down there right now. He's going to pick some up, so it's all good. Luckily, Anyways, hookups. Yeah. Anyway, so I used some keg rub on there. Butterflied them, grilled them up real nice. The steakhouse? Like the... They have a di- they have a couple different ones. Which one did you use? I think it was a steakhouse. Okay. Yeah, keg steakhouse, and that actually was pretty darn good. But I ran out of. I didn't. I didn't think to make a side fix, and so I had goose and toast. Oh, I slapped her together. You got goose sandwiches. I just had it separate, but yeah, pert near. A little bit of BBQ on there. Yeah, two little bullseye on there. No. Not a male guy, eh? No. Male belongs on a sandwich, son. Yeah, but I wasn't fixing sandwiches. I know, but I'm th- I'm saying this ain't no ham sandwich. No, I'm not about I'm not about the ham sandwiches. I'm saying if I got a butterfly piece of meat, and I ain't making no sides. You damn well I'm throwing that thing on a sandwich. I like the butterfly a lot of steaks. So okay, with goose, is it one of them meats that goes from being? Really underdone for a long time, then done, and then quickly overdone? Yeah. All right. Kind of, sort of. Yeah. I'm familiar with those. You got to be careful. Yes, sir. With your work. Well, any good griller knows you got to pay attention to your meat. I've been really learning how to grill. Hey, it's not a bad not a bad thing for a fellow to learn. But uh, the last little while, I've been really... Uh, Coming along with it, so on the old cooking side of things. The old cooking side of things. Yeah. Hey, I tell you what. On the whole topic of nice guys finish last. Go on. A good woman will appreciate a fellow that can cook. That is true. You want to impress the future mother-in-law? You sit her down. You make her a nice home-cooked meal. You want to impress a little lady? You fix her up a good old steak. If that's her thing. If if let's say she likes steak. You fix her up a good steak. Well, I reckon, reckon that might that might just turn her mind. I reckon from I, being unsure to sure. I'd reckon an old son that is into killing things for the meat doesn't want to date a little lady that does not enjoy meat. I'd say. I mean, I'd stay far away from that crowd. I tend to either way. Veer away, yeah. It's one of them do not enter signs. A no time. Yeah. D- don't even enter that rodeo, son. Yeah. It's not rodeo time. <laughs> Whew, on to the Whew. next one, old son. On to the next one. Dale Brisby for you. There you go. Shout out Dale Brisby. Well, yeah, I don't know. I'm uh, really, the last couple months I've been doing lots of grilling and uh, been really coming along with it. So how much meat you got still tucked away in the old freezer? You ain't got any of that deer left? I think I got, I've been really sparing it. All right. I think I've got... I want to say about six pounds left. Holy smokes. And I was lucky enough to find one of, of deer from yeah, this last year. Yeah, of what? Like what cuts? Oh, I got a, I got a, just a generic, I don't even know what it's from. I got a roast, I got some stew meat, and I got a little bit, a little bit of loin left. Or as some fellows would call it, backstrap. You have backstrap left? You lucky bugger. Saving that. Yeah, see, I tried saving it, but the problem is... You start bragging about your deer steaks, and fellas want to come down and try your deer steaks, and you're like, well, I ain't going to serve them a ham. No, I'm fixing on serving them some backstrap. Some loin. Some loin. Still backstrap. It'll always be backstrap. Uh, you won't swing me on that one, just like you will not swing me on a fixed broadhead. Well, we'll get into that just yet. 
Well, you know what? what? No time like the present, I see. We're not done with our grilling. Oh, okay, we're talking about grilling. All right. And I got I got a whole bunch of goose left yet. Like actually, I got a whole bunch of my brothers that I haven't done anything with. He just ran out of freezer space. So I put it in mine. So probably end up eating it. Yeah, I've been eating some of it. Oh yeah, you got to dabble. Yeah, that's a that's just a feat. Yeah. You know, it's like I used some freezer space in my old man's. Well, I gave him a couple. It's meat, sir. Nice steaks for that. So here it's you meat, go. sir. That old man hadn't shot a buck and hadn't shot a deer in a little while. Been well since we owned that property down down in the southern part of the province. Oh, some time. I think he shot the first second year that we owned it, and that was that's been it for him. Well, how about that? He also didn't have time. I hey. s- I suppose that's the way she goes when you're running a farm. Yeah. And you got a son that is into uh, the motocross scene. Speaking I'm, of which, brother made nationals. How about that? The champ champ. From Manitowabe. From, from hailing from the great town of Gruntal, Manitoba. Took home first overall in the 65 and in the 85. He came home that? with two firsts in the 85. And you know what's something special when the owner of the track comes up and says, son, you need to go to Nationals because you got a real shot to win it. That's somebody that never met my brother. Which track was that? That would have been Minidosa. Okay. How about that? That's some good words. That's not bad, talking about a kid's confidence. The trophies are bigger than him. I believe it. Boy, howdy. So, okay, on the grilling thing, before we get into the broadhead talk. Okay. Why don't you go over... What you do with each cut of meat from a critter, starting from the neck, because Lord knows you can't eat the antlers. Well, I like to do pretty much the same thing with every cut of meat. All right. First of all, you take them out of the freezer. Yeah. You thaw it out. Now I'm talk- I ain't talking about eating them. I'm talking about what you do with, you know, okay, you get a neck, right? Take the neck off the critter. What do you do with it? Well, what are you, how are you cutting it up? What are you doing? Starting from the neck. You know, that loin or that back strap, it goes all the way up the neck. Yeah. Technically speaking. Technically so, yeah. So, however, since I'm a man and I like to save as much of it as I can. Fair enough. So, I'll take as much of that as I can, and I'll just label it as a called a neck loin. Sure. And I'll eat it like a normal back strap or loin. Really? But I'll make sure I cut out, because... In the neck, usually that uh, that band along the spine gets a little more prominent. Oh, yes. Whatever that is called. Awfully sinewy. So, I'll make sure I take care of all that stuff, get it all out of there. Okay, now do you do that? I do that beforehand. So, right from butcher? Yeah. Like, as you're butchering, you're yep. cutting out sinew you're and cutting silver out skin? And, yep. and it, okay. As much as I can. Which, yeah, you should do, but yeah, I hear you. Yep. So. Okay, so your neck, you're, you're, the loin, you're going to take the loin off the neck. Yeah, and... and I'm going to try and save as much of that other stuff on there as I can, depending how much is left. All right. And I'll throw it into the grind pile. Yep. Most of it. Because it's kind of like small pieces you cut up. And then I'll take the loin, do the same thing with it. I'll cut that off the animal. All nice. The back strap. Okay. And I'll package that up. Remember, most of our viewers are probably not, or listeners, I guess, are not butchers. So we'll say back strap. Okay. I'll be the translator here. So the back strap. Well, I think we've defined exactly what they are. Yes, we have, but I'm going to, like I said, I'm forever okay, call well, traps. The loin, I'm going to take it. All right. I'm going to cut it off. Both of them, I'm going to cut off the animal. All right. And I'm going to do it just like you do on a beef or on a pork. All right. Actually, more like a pork. I have it in these long strips. And I'm going to cut it up into little, I don't know, let's say. 16-inch pieces? No. A little bigger? A little less? Six to eight. All right, okay. I'll probably pack two of those same in the same package. Okay, yeah, I got you. You know, just to keep the packages like two pounds or so. Yep. And uh, so I'll you know, package those up, and then I'll uh, I'll take the front legs. I'll cut them off on the shoulders. There's a specific way to do that that I learned while butchering. And then I'll... I'll off sal- the, okay, now you're talking off the front shoulders. Yeah, okay. front shoulders, yep. Okay. So I'll salvage as much as... Like, I, I like to cut it back... Like, there's a bit of a, a covering on the front part of the ribs. Yep. So I'll start back there. I'll cut all that off and see how much, like, spoiled meat there is from the shot. Yep. So I'll cut off all the, the black uh, clotted blood and everything. Whatever's ruined, I'll throw that out. 
and then uh, I'll get into the shoulders and I'll I'll try to do like a nice blade steak, probably a boneless one. Okay. So you bone, bone out your shoulders. Yeah, bone out the shoulders. Do a blade steak. I'll, I'll, I'll do the front shanks as, as low as I can, like the legs. Okay. And the, like the shank meat will go into the grind pile for me. Okay, okay. On a deer. Yeah. And uh, so I'll try to, you know, make some roasts or steaks out of the shoulders, the front shoulders. Yeah. And then I'll go to the back legs. And again, I'll, I'll take down as much of the leg as I can. And then I'll take the hams and I'll cut those into steaks or roasts. Yeah. And then I'll obviously, the first thing I'll always do is take the tenderloins out. Oh, for I'll, sure. Probably yeah. the that's, day of. Oh, that's. The day of killing. The day, as soon as I hang it up, I'll take them out. And another thing I'll do is I'll take the heart out. Immediately. Immediately. Yeah. Or I'll, or I'll leave it in there so when I get home, then I'll uh, I'll take it out then right away. I'll, I'll leave it in the cavity. Right okay. There. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll put fair. that away right away. Yeah, that's fair. And I keep forgetting to take the liver, but I think I'm going to do that this year. Yeah. And, uh. I think I'm going to try a liver pate this year. Okay. I think I, I actually saw Giannis, Giannis's, uh, post on it. Giannis Poodleus. Giannis Poodleus. Okay. From the, at Meat Eater crew. Yeah. Um, I want to try that liver pate. I think it'd be kind of neat as a yeah. little entree. Good, good, uh. Actually, I seen somebody do liver tacos. Thought okay. that was kind of neat too. Hmm. So, definitely gonna try that. And I I haven't done deer ribs yet, but Renella has a recipe for that, which I definitely want to try this year. See, he's he's big on that whole sous vide cooking. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm very very intrigued by that. Me too. I'm very I'm I'm tempted to dabble into the yeah. sous vide cooking. Yeah. Because I, uh, well, I've kind of been chatting with, with my old man about doing a little bit of a butcher shop idea okay. in, in the back shed there that we don't ever use. Mm-hmm. I want to put a little frame up a half wall, insulate it so I can keep it cool during the year and or during hunting season and then hang up a deer and butcher and do everything yeah. in there. So I can put my grinder, my everything in there, right? All done in one shot. All done in one shot. And then yeah. bring the sous vide cooker home. Hey. Then try it. Apparently it makes cooking wild game way easier. Because it's so hard to overcook in those things. Because it's just a pressure cooker, is it not? I think so. I think it's just a pressure cooker. A fancy Still ain't no cooker. grill, though. It ain't no Traeger. Now, I don't have a Traeger. I don't have a Traeger. I just grill in the propane. But one day I will own a Traeger or something similar to that. I will own a pellet grill. Oh, for sure. Hopefully a Traeger. Shout out to Traeger. Send me a free one, would you? Yeah. Sponsor it. <laughs> we'll we'll out. throw you a, sh- a shout out on... You could be our... What main, is that? Main sponsor? Our... Uh, uh, what is... Flag, flagship? Sp- I don't know. I don't know. Primary sponsor. Traeger Grills. Traeger Grills. But not yet. Not yet. We're not there yet. Not quite. I mean, I, we'd take the sponsor now. Oh, hands down. But, but hands just down. to clarify, we're not there yet. No, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get a few more viewers before we... Uh, Listeners... We're not, we're not YouTube live yet. Not yet. Although that'd be a pretty pretty neat thing from the great outdoors of Manitoba here. It's great it. views. Great sunsets we have out here. Absolutely. Yeah. No, for me, uh, this year, well, last year I took the tongue. Okay. One of my favorite, most underrated cuts of meat. Yeah. I, I failed to take the tongue last year. Yeah. That's one thing I learned caribou hunting. I, I love a good pork tongue. Yeah. Tasty. Yeah. So yeah, I'll take the tongue. Um, there is some meat. Like, they actually, they say behind the eyes, it's really fatty. Okay. You can actually... Head cheese. No, head cheese is brains. Oh, okay. Head cheese is brains. You, you basically, you pull that eyeball out, then you take that fat, and you can use your fingers, the Inuit, use their fingers. This is, I'm talking caribou now, mm-hmm. but still a servant. They take their fingers, they just scoop it out, and suck it back right there. Okay. Right down there. Um, yeah, so then the neck, I will usually do half grind, half stew meat. Okay. Right, just something I can cube up, even for little tacos or whatever. Yeah. If I need something quick, throw it in a pan, sear it up, done deal. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm giving any away. Yeah, I do some stew meat too as well. Yeah, just whatever. Kind, kind of... You know, whatever in the grind pile, I'll sift through it, see. Bigger pieces. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. 
Uh, front shoulders, obviously I'll do the blade stakes. Um, this year I'm going to try doing Asabuco. Asabuco? Yeah, so instead of taking your shank meat off, yeah. what you do is you freeze, basically, front, well, you, you freeze the shanks. Yeah. Or you cut them bone into... On. Bone, bone on. Bone on. Yeah. In you saw... Saw through the bone. Okay. You cut them into whatever, six, eight inch pieces and you freeze them. Then what you do is when you're ready to cook them, pull them out, thaw them, half thawed, saw through them again to cut them into steaks. Okay. And then you bake them. Hmm. And uh, the marrow actually cooks down in them and then renders out. How about that? Yeah. Hmm. It's in the complete guide to hunting, cooking, and butchering wild game. By Ranella. By Mr. Ranella. Mr. Stephen Ranella. Tell you what, for anybody that's... Maybe listening to this that is dab, you know, starting to dabble in hunting or thinking about it. Look up Stephen Ronella on YouTube. Listen to some of the things. Listen to the Mediator podcast. That guy has a wealth of knowledge when it comes to the outdoors. A wealth. A bank. A vault. A library, even. A highway tractor drive van full. Correct. Perhaps We're talking too. the Titanic of walks up successful. Yeah. How's it sunk yet? I guess one day it will sink, but... One day. You ever hear what he wants to do? Oh, anyway, before I get to that thought, I'm we're mugs battering here. Yeah, mugs battering. So, yeah, so I'll do that with... That's this year with the shanks. Last year, I, it was all grind. Uh, blade stakes. Uh, back straps off. Well, hang on, hang on. All right. Do you do bone-in blade stakes? No, bone-up. Yeah, me too. I basically YouTubed how to do that. Yeah. For the most part, it's pretty easy to do. I mean, you can follow a lot of the meat folds, right? Because... Most of it you can, yeah. It, there's a few tricks you need to stumble oh, your way through. Quick side note. On All your right. back hams, there's a few glands you want to take out. You want yes. to make sure you get out that you can miss if you're not careful. Correct. But they're along the folds of the meat, so you take a look. It's always in some fat. Yeah. Just be careful with that. You don't want to be eating that. Crap. No. Pop that out. Um... Yeah, so then back straps out. I'll usually cut them in about. I usually leave them about maybe. Ah, I don't even know. Ten inches long, a little longer than most. Okay. Freeze them individually because normally I'm cooking for myself. Yeah. So I can cut them into steaks, and that usually gives me a few good steaks, and mm-hmm. then I'll have enough for supper and lunch the next day. Yeah. So I'll do that each side. Uh, last year I did bone out the ribs okay. the rib meat yeah i did throw that in the grind pile yeah yeah i did that too but i didn't yeah i just didn't yeah. save them as ribs yeah i didn't didn't use them as ribs yeah um next year with the deer i'll be doing lord willing of course yeah yeah lord willing. mind you now that we can take a dole it's not a hundred percent it's not killing it's still hunting but the chances do go up the chances do go up yeah absolutely so, yeah, next year I, w- I do want to try doing tomahawks, although you do lose backstrap doing that. Like, you don't have your stakes, right, because you're yeah. leaving them on, on the rim. Yeah. Uh, the rump, I'm doing hams, hams and rolls. Okay. I do enjoy good good rolls. Um, the back legs are pretty much, yeah, just take whatever scraps are on there, bone that sucker clean. Clean out, yeah. Tenderloins, obviously out. Heart and liver. Yeah. Um, I know we got some guys keep tracheas to make deer calls. They say it's the most real realistic sounding well, deer I call. I believe it. I'd make sense, right? Comes from a deer. Yeah. Um. Yes, yeah, so that's how I would. That's how I kind of deal with my critters. Yeah. Okay. Now I, this has been bugging me because we said we were gonna do this on a previous podcast. Okay. Fixed broadhead. Mechanical. Fixed. Fixed versus mechanical. I'm a fixed guy. I'm a mechanical. Fixed. I can tell you... Okay, I can't tell you why you shoot fixed. But I know where the argument lies. It's one less thing to go wrong. Absolutely. Correct? Absolutely. And it works. Yeah, well, no. I'm not denying that. Now, the the cool thing about the the mechanicals is that your cutting diameter usually jacks up a bunch. Well, you did see what I did to my critter. Yeah. On a high shot. Yeah, I, I've had, I've sent you a few photos throughout the year of holes the size of Texas put in the side of critters. Yeah, from a mechanical, like you're shooting a three three at Lapua through it or something. Time about six point five Creedmoor. 
Blouch. No, I'm talking 338 Lapua. 6.5 Creedmoor ain't that big. That's still a pretty big round, brother. You that ain't put, no 300 wind well, mag. Well, it ain't no 300 wind mag, but the 6.5 Creedmoor, that's a, that packs a punch. It does. You can put that thing through the front shoulder blade of a critter. Yeah. Boy, howdy. But yeah, so is it is you shooting fixed, is that just because you've always shot fixed? One of those tried and true, obviously. Pretty much. I mean, I like the way they fly. Yeah, that's and, true. And uh, I guess that's just what I'm used to, and I just plan to stick with it for now. Sure, yeah, that makes sense. So do you practice with your broadheads yeah. before season? Yeah. Okay. I'll usually take one or two of them and then practice with those and not don't use those hunting. Yeah, yeah, you just put them aside. Or sharpen them, or whatever, if you can. Well, you can you can always get uh, changeables. I know I I used to shoot for years. I shot Muzzy MX threes. Yeah, hundred fifty grain. Hundred fifty grain. Or, sorry, no. Hundred grain. No, they're bigger than that. Holy cow! Hundred, hundred, hundred twenty probably. Hundred twenty grain. Okay. That's what it was. I shoot a hundred grain slick trick Grizz trick twos. Yeah, that's right. And uh, they do they do a fair amount of damage. They, they do work. Yeah. <laughs> they will put a critter down. I can um, attest to that. Yeah, that you can. Yeah, so I shot the Muzzy MX3s for years. 120 grain. And I hated the way they f- they would fly. Okay. Awful. Awful flight pattern. Um, and I found they were a lot heavier. Well, it's 120 grain. But 120 grain, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I stick with the 100s. Now that I'm pulling 70 pounds yeah. consistently, I use the Rage <laughs> Hypodermic 2-blade, Okay. the Butterflies, the Butterflies of Death 2.5-inch cutting diameter. Whew. Boy, howdy. There's that puts n- a fear of God into some critter. That puts a fear of God into me, never mind a critter. <laughs> the critter doesn't know what's coming. Yeah. But... I, I shot fixed. I started shooting fixed because my old man picked up the original Rage. Yeah. Uh, the, I, they weren't the tripan. They weren't the hypodermic. They were the two-blade, pl- two but they were on the... They didn't have the clip. They had the band. Hmm. For the life of me, I can't remember what they're called now. But anyway, yeah, that's what he started shooting when he shot his bear. And I watched... That, or I didn't watch the arrow, but I saw the arrow shoot through a bear and stick into an oak tree about yep. eight inches. Yeah. Lost the arrow. And I thought, they work? <laughs> shoot them. Clearly. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's what I shoot, and that's the only reason I shoot mechanical now. I mean, I like the fact that there's they're a little more forgiving. Not saying you can have bad shot placement. You shouldn't ever... You shouldn't be shooting for bad should, shot placement. You shouldn't be relying on your broadhead to kill an animal. It should be shot placement. Yeah. You should be able to sharpen a wooden stick and shoot that thing double lung. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's that's why I shoot mechanical. Or punch him in the boiler room. Oh, yeah. Hard punch him. Blouch. Blouch. But having a big cutting diameter is nice. It is. It, it's a little more forgiving, and, and you don't really... Well, you don't have to worry, but I don't know. For an ethical guy that likes an ethical kill, I'll take it. I know that critter's going to make it 30 yards and start swaying. I just know last year my slick trick, it chopped up some bone on the way in and whatever. It, it didn't go through because I stuck it in the far shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> or the far leg. Yeah. But boy, howdy, that thing did work. Yeah. And I could have, there's a nick in the blade, but I could have picked that sucker up and shot another critter with it. No problem. Oh, yeah. So I still have the uh, the broadhead that I used to kill my deer. Sharp as a bone. Or sharp as whatever. Yeah. Sharp as a knife. Sharp as a knife, sharp as a tack. Whatever your favorite choice of saying is, I could have picked that thing up and thrown it at a deer and it would have penetrated. Sharp as a cold heart. Oh, boy. <laughs> Getting deep. That's dagger-like. Moving on. Moving on. Licking your wounds part three? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> hey, well. Do you have any notes on that? Nope. I stay away from licking my wounds from now on. Yeah, getting there. Uh, so, okay, I was listening to the Meat Eater podcast, the live one they did there in uh, Montana. 
Utah? I think it was Utah. 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 Or was it? No, it was in Colorado. Was it? Yeah, I'm pretty I sure it was in Colorado. Let's, I'll take it. I'll pull it up here. Keep right. going. Anyways, so a fella wrote in, not to us, to Steve Ronella, talking about... Denver. Yeah. Colorado, Colorado yeah. Yeah, that's right. Because isn't... Uh, not Dirt Myth. One of the... Brody Henderson's from out there. Could be. Yep. Anyways, so... Dirt Myth. Dirt Myth. Does, a, it, does anybody even know his first name, that guy? I don't think so. I don't think he has a first name. It's Dirt. It's Dirt Myth. It's Dirt Myth. That's his first and last name, Dirt Myth. Rod Bears. Was it him or Brody Henderson that rolled that? I think, I think it was Dirt Myth. I think it was Dirt Myth that rolled the bear down the hill. That, that bear was thinking, went home and told all his friends, some human tried to ride me today. Eight second rival, son. Yeah, talking about 90 point ride. <laughs> Keeping Tip- it 90 with, D- with DB and JB. Talking about tipping your hat to the judges. World, world championship right there. Woo! And then there's Yanni beating him off with a trekking pole. Ain't that the truth? Hey, some, some fella sick wrote him, in. Sick him. Yeah. You see that painting they did? Some or a fan did of Yanni beating off the Grizz. Yeah, I did. That was pretty slick. Um, Ain't that the truth? So yeah, some fellow wrote in asking what you'd want to do when you die with your body, and it got an old son thinking. And this now this fellow. You know, I heard wrote a, it, I heard them talk on a podcast about that some time ago. Yeah, Ronello wants to get buried in the back in the public lands with yeah. his buddy or with with by his buddies. This fellow wrote in, he wants to get cremated. Okay. And then, they want to compact his ashes into clay pigeons. And shoot him in the sky. All his buddies come out and do have a skeet shoot. I thought, that is a good way to do it. Boy, howdy, that sounds like a heck of a time. Yeah. Old son, I croaked. But you know what? Shoot me. Bring a few three and a halfs out. Shoot me. Boom! Blouch. Just watch the old miss and it'll just break on the ground like, yeah. oh, good grief. Wow. Yeah, that would, I would haunt you guys forever. Yeah. If that was me, I would come back to this earth and I would haunt you. Haunt you all. Old son, what the heck did you do? Yeah. You'd wake up with dreams of me just shaking my head. Oh, yeah. Saying, old son. Giving you, you, give you tar- them night sweats. Yeah. Target practice. If you, you can't hit a clay pigeon, how are you going to hit? Yeah. How are you going to hit a real critter flying in the sky? Or you can pull a Chris Kyle and say I'm better when it's breathing. I'm better when it's breathing. I am too. Aim small, miss small. But you still got to practice on the not breathing stuff. Yep. That you do. I shot my peep sight right off my bull. How on earth did you manage that? She got, I, I guess the thing came unglued. I suppose. All of a sudden I went, I pulled back and, or no, sorry, I knocked my arrow and I went to go train my peep. Nothing there. No peep? She gone. Dang. Sounds, All like, right. sounds like you need to go see Darren for a new peep at D&G. Yeah, we should, I got to head on over and go check out the boys there. They actually had a big sale. Okay. 50% off all the bulls. Really? Yeah. Including the APAs. Oh. <whistles> Fastest bull on the planet. Good grief. I wish I would have known that. Built in? Uh, Broadhead sharpener. No. I, where are they built, Dwayne? Saskatchewan, but they have they have a they have, they have a, a built sharp. in yes they do have a built in blade sharp. It's like built in what? Yeah, they got that. They're built in Saskatchewan. Hey, Saskatch me one. Our neighbors to the west. Heck of a province. Not much to see out there. Good people. Sometimes. Good government. Better than ours. No. No, that's not true. Similar to ours in in Manitoba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's be- what I'm be- much better than the federal's. Oh well. That goes without I, saying. I could run the federal government better than that Yahoo. Ain't that the truth. Old son, stop the tax on beers. <laughs> you know? Buds and Johns for everyone. Yeah. Silvers all around. You know what we pay for tax on a can of beer? No. 48% is taxed. Good grief. Can you believe that? 48%. No How's a fellow supposed to get ahead in life when he's paying 48% of what he pays... For a 15-pack. He ain't supposed to, I suppose. That's the government for you. You're paying, they don't want us to retire. You're paying 20-some bucks for a 15. Meanwhile, in the States, you're paying half that. Twenty-seven eighty-nine. Just picked one up today. Really? Heavies. How about that? Not so bad. Figured a fellow's had a long week already. One fellow's got a long weekend. That's me. So do you work Monday, then? No. Oh. So you get an extra... I know what you don't have. You don't get paid for the long weekend then. Monday, I gave. No, 
Yep. Nope. They don't have to pay you for Monday. My company is paying me for Monday. Really? Yep. You lucky dog. Because the, the way it is, is you have to work the day before and a day after a long weekend in order to get paid for it. Now, the reason that we're off tomorrow on Friday is because there was a whole bunch of people taken off. So they just shut the plant. So they're just like, we're just going to turn everybody home. Yeah. Stay home. We'll pay you on Monday. But we're not paying you for Friday. So could you go in if you wanted to? I was not offered that option. Okay. Well, not that you would take it either way. Well, it's only four hours on my Friday, so probably not. Yeah. I mean, I might have. Hard to say. Uh, hard to break routine. Game time decision. Yeah. What I woke up said, not today, Satan. Not today. I mean, there's work I could have done, but whatever. Another day. Yeah. I hear you. I wish I had that op- option tomorrow, but I do not. Yeah. Well. I still got to work. Shooter's got to shoot. That's okay. It's a short date, and then I'm off to the city. Do a little private job. Make a little money. Make a little cash. Pay for some hunting gear. And possibly a hunt. Possibly. Or two. But I am still greatly considering the whole white shell opportunity. Absolutely. I mean, for the option for the opportunity to take up to four deer. That's that's a fair bit of meat in the freezer. Then you could try out every way to butcher a critter you want to. Yep. And every recipe. Yep. You want to do tomahawks? You got a deer for just tomahawks. You want to try, you know. You want to try this? You want to try that? Yep. You can do it all. Boy, howdy, that'd be nice. Yeah. That's it. And you know what? You can actually do it for fairly cheap. Yeah. Absolutely. Think about it. What's really, if you, even if you rented a campsite, you're doing it for a couple hundred bucks. Campsites are 30 bucks a night, basically. Not even. Or 30 bucks for the weekend, I should say. Yeah. Then you buy a couple of tube steaks, a couple of bags of chips, a couple of buns, a couple of buns. Go with it. Maybe a couple of waters. More than a few. A couple of barley Pella, waters. Pella's got to stay hydrated anyway. Oh, he for can. sure. Anyway, he can. Got to stay on the barley waters and the corn waters. And some of them water waters. And, and the legit water waters, yeah. <laughs> Those help too for yeah. hydration. Yeah, that they do. So, anyway, you didn't answer my question. If you were to drop dead tomorrow, what would you want done with your body? Boy, howdy, I have not thought about that. What would, uh, what would you do? You've thought about this more than I have. Let me think. I'd reckon... Take me out back in the pasture land somewhere. Plant an oak tree right above my head. Bury me right there. Return me to the land that I'm from. All right. I figured it out. Take Just figured me, it out. Take me to the land where my mother was born and raised. Bury me underneath an oak tree there. Talking about acorns. Acorns, yeah. What, and all, and what all critter you- likes to feed on acorns? White-tailed deers, also bears, also, both things that you also also turkeys, turkeys. That's one thing I've I really want to get into eventually. I got one turkey. You've shot a turkey in season, in season with a tag, with a tag, with a shotgun, with a shotgun. Boy, I don't I shoot, shoot with a bow. I don't shoot with a bow. Fall season. When does that open? Around See, Thanksgiving. The problem is, you know how hard it is to find good turkey land out here actually easier than you think. Really? Because I've talked to everybody that I've ever seen turkeys on, and they all say no. <laughs> and My uncle has about 40 turkeys a day. Every day? Not all summer. Oh, yeah. Really? They come to the deck. They come oh. on the yard. Well, you pick them up and wring their necks? Pretty near. Oh. You go around out there and chase them. Oh, I got a story about wringing necks here. It's an old Ukrainian lady I know. Okay. Her husband goes out Shooting some, not stakes at the sky, not ribeyes at the sky, but honkers. Okay. Some feathered friends. Some hanks. Yeah. Canadians. So your limit's out, right? Wife's at home making some illegal liquor. 
Okay. Ah, uh, she's making wine. It's not illegal. Making crab apple or okay choke cherry wine or something yep. something like that. Right. She's got a barrel out on the out on the deck. So her husband comes home and she starts dealing with all these birds. Right, plucking them, and getting them ready for the freezer. Mm-hmm. She goes inside. They'll have a nap. She walks out, and there is a hundred dead geese sitting on her lawn. What the heck? Boy, howdy. That's free meat. So she starts plucking away, right? Yeah. She gets about 50 geese in. These suckers start waking up. They were drunk as a skunk. They were. They must no have way. Got, they must have got into the barrel there. Good grief. Fermenting choke cherries or whatever she was doing. Whew. And they start running around. Featherless birds running around. Can't fly. we nothing. So her Good husband grief. had to wake up and break out the shotgun and shoot a few more. Good running around night. the yard. There's a story. There's a story, all right. Yikes. Some people are just born lucky, I guess. I suppose. Nice guys finish last. Nice guys finish last. Licking your wounds part. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> this is going to be an ongoing segment. <laughs> Keep it going, old son. Oh. You're going to try not to. Yeah. What's your, what's your favorite way to do geese? Goose. Gooses. Guys. Guysen. Guysen. Well, I don't pluck them. I cut them open. Okay. Right down here, this little notch in your collarbone. Right by the gizzard. You stick your knife in there, you cut yep. that, and you dress it down the... Down the Flip uh, your knife up. Yeah, slide it down. Up, yep. Down the... Sternum. Breast, breast bone, sternum, sternum, whatever, yeah. Yep. You whip, whip your breasts out, and that's basically all I take. Talking about Wheeler Walker Jr. Ain't that the truth. Pull them out. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Save that for private conversation. That's uh, that's country music, I suppose. That's what they say. Can I get an outlaw? Outlaws like me, Justin Moore. Hey, can I get an outlaw? Outlaws Luke. like me, Luke Combs. Can yeah. I get an outlaw? Yeah. A cowboy can, Josh Ward. Hey, there's an old son. There's an old son making it big in Texas. Talking about twangy country. All you kids out there. Listen to that twangy country. Talking about small Brooks and Dunn. Some old Josh Ward, a little bit of Cody Johnson, a little Cody Jinx. Oh, Cody can't go wrong with Kojo or C. Jinx. Ain't that the truth, old son. Those two those two boys need to get together and put on a concert. I reckon. The Grunthal Fair Days. I'll be there. <laughs> Sold out show if they sell two tickets. I'm there. I'm there. Out of town for the weekend? Old son. I'm coming, I'm, coming, I'm coming back to town. Oh, yeah. Coming home. Skinner. That's a Skinner song. Coming home. It is. It's a banger. Also, Skinner song. Simple man. Be a simple kind of man. And be a simple kind of man. What's your best way to, or what's your favorite way to cook goose? How do you like to do it? Steaks? Steaks, yeah. I, I like you, I, I I like you do it in a roaster. It's pretty tasty. Yeah, absolutely. Or pulled. Yeah. Like a pulled pork, but yeah, yeah. pulled goose. Oh, that's deadly. You, what what kind of jerky did you feed me there that one time we were playing poker? Is that goose jerky? Yeah, that was tasty stuff. Yeah. Boy, howdy! My That's secret. one thing I want to get better at. My secret recipe. You bought yourself a dehydrator last did, year, yeah. right? And a slicer. Yeah, the slicing kit I need to buy. Did yeah. you get? You just bought the knife and the board, or did you buy an actual slicer? The whole machine. Really? Yeah. I don't know if I get into the meat slicer. I think I would worth just, it. It's worth it. Buy the board. No, it's worth it. Really? Yeah. Then you can cut anything on there. You want to you want to make some sandwiches? Well, go buy a chub of whatever ham or whatever that's you want. That's true. That's true. You got a slicer at home. You can cut them you to your I thickness. Think, I think my mom's got one that she doesn't want. Actually, they got a de- uh, not a dehydrator. Uh, what's it called? Uh, vac sealer. Vacuum sealer. Yeah, that's next on my yeah. list. Yeah, I'm, I'm for kitchen supplies. Pick one up. Yeah, my old man's got one. He said he hates it, so I think I'll take it off his hands. And the most important thing in the kitchen is a good boning knife. You know what I found works the absolute best? For boning? Yep. A boning knife. Second to a boning knife? Okay. I bought myself a Rapala filleting knife. That's probably very similar to a proper Almost boning knife. Almost identical. Yeah. I actually looked up what the difference is, and basically it's just the thinness of the blade. Okay. It's a little thicker. Okay. But the one I bought is super thin. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's flexible. I've sharpened that thing twice now. I did 
Well, I did my deer, and then I've got a whole. I've done a whole bunch of fish since. Yeah. So it's pretty good. I bought a really good sharpener. Okay. A, a Hankles. Hankles. Yeah. I I use Hankles a Hankles boning knife, and it is night and day. Eh? Night and day. Yeah. So is that thing flexible as all get out? Oh yeah. Like you can just bend yeah, it around. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Keep your cutting hand clean. Yep. Keep your off hand dirty. Yep. Get after it. That's how I do it. That's how I learn how to do it. That's how I do it. So next up on your kitchen essentials is a vac sealer, eh? I'd say. My old man says that it's anything with bone, you got to be careful because it'll poke a hole. Yeah. But I reckon I, if I don't doing... do I don't do bone in stuff though. So. Well, uh, the only thing that I would do bone in would be fish. Yeah. But if you. But fish fill... bones aren't that. Oh, they'll poke. I guess they'll poke. You ever bit into a chunk of fish and then tried pulling the bone and stick your finger? Yeah. I've had that a few times. That's not fun. That's Although true. you just learn how to fill it fish properly. You don't have that problem. Lord help me. It's not as hard. Everybody everybody gives it such a, like, oh, yeah, I'm a boning fish, deboning fish. It's one of those things that just, I don't know. You just got to pay attention to what you're doing. I suppose. You got to know where the bones are. Just like a, just like an old deer. You know where the ribs are. You cut around them. Yeah. You feel it out. You feel where that spine is. You cut. Feel where the ribs are. Cut. Make that thing look. And once you get good at it, you'll know exactly where they are, so you know where exactly. to go. Exactly. Yeah. First few times, you will dull a knife. You should be rubbing that bone. You can rub the bone and not dull your knife. You can, yeah. You can do it properly. Yeah. Well, properly, you are rubbing the bone and not dulling your knife. That's yeah. the proper way to do things. I, uh, uh, yeah. You want to have those bones white. You know. Foot loose and fancy free. I think, I think this year I'm just going to bring my boning knife to gut my deer. See, not, I, not, I, sorry, not gut my deer. To skin and process, or not process, skin and butcher. See, my what, how I like I, my boning knife only comes out when I tear the deer down and then put it on the on the cutting table. Okay. So the gutting and the field dressing is all done with my skinning knife. My, yeah, yeah. My Kershaw skinner. Okay. You use a Kershaw. Eh? I do. How do you like it? I love it. It's all a right. fixed blade. I love it. I think I'm going to splurge on a new knife. Okay. Coming up, but they're mighty expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mine has a gut hook on it and a nice good blade, nice stiff blade for that. I don't like using gut hooks. I for some things are good, and for some things, just use your hands. See, I use uh, your hands and the knife. I got into the outdoor edge yeah. swing blade. Yeah, that thing has been. My favorite knife. And yeah. I'm sad that I lost because they don't make that swing blade anymore. Really? You can't get them in Canada. You have to buy them separate. Hmm. Now, and I don't like carrying around two knives. Yeah. But I think the next knife, i got to remember the brand now. I'm blanking. Uh, CRKT? No. They're a big knife brand. They Ger- do a lot of the Army. Gerber? No. Buck? No. No, they didn't do Army. Um, SOG? No. Um, shoot. Uh, I'll find him on Instagram. Keep rambling. I'll find him. Not a Ken Onion? Kershaw? No. I guess he doesn't do military. Um, what else do we got on the list here? Uh, you know, I'm running out of things to say here as far as. Oh, I gotta find this. Go. I was gonna say feral, but it's not feral. Go on. Ah, man. I'm blanking. That's all right. Where would I go to find that whole ordeal on the old Instagram? I don't know. (laughs) That's the way she goes, though. When a fellow wants to bring something up, he usually forgets. I know. It's... Kind of frustrating. Oh man! You know what? Here, I got a, I got an idea on how to find it here. Yeah. So knives, big thing to have. Find something you like that works Stick for with you. It. Stick with it and keep it sharp. Keep it because the fastest way to wreck yourself is a dull knife. You will hurt yourself many a times with a dull knife. I know the sharp knife, but keep it sharp. A sharp knife, yeah. You tend to be a little more careful when you're using a sharp knife. And you have less frustration. 
I'd reckon. I can attest to it. I would just keep my knife sharp. I learned that when I was filleting fish because it's really hard to uh, fillet fish with a dull, dull broadhead. Or a dull broadhead. You're filleting fish with a dull. You can broad- tell I'm preoccupied <laughs> trying to find this knife brand because it will, it will haunt me if I don't find it. K wire. No. Benchmade. Oh. Benchmade. They're yeah. pricey though. Yeah. They make some really good knives. Yeah. What else you got? Shower thoughts? Shower thoughts? Well, I'll just say this. Oh, actually, before I get into my shower thoughts. Okay. I seen something on the old gram the other day, and I thought it was really smart. It said, for all the people that didn't get tagged, or get drawn this year, sorry, get tagged, I guess another way to say it. Um, instead of being all bummed, spend that money on gear. Sure. That you're going to spend on that hunt, spend it on gear. That way, when you do get drawn, you'll be set. You got it. And I think, you know what, we were talking about going the, back to the, last hey, week's this, episode. this sounds like a shower thought to me. This could be a shower thought. Going All back right. to last week's episode, talking about how we weren't quite ready for a deer hunt, or um, uh, a large game yeah. hunt. I think it was smart, because we both expanded our arsenals. arsenals of outdoor gear and knowledge and and ability to track and ethically put down wild game four-legged critters hooven animals cervids cervids we're talking linnaean names yeah i don't actually know what the The nomenclature the nomenclature well we've brought the nomenclature in a while (laughs) talking about the binomial or the trinomial binomial is a little bit more a little more generic genus Species, trinomial is genus, species, class. Okay. No, genus, class, species. That's where it goes. Binomial is genus and class. If we're going to talk polar bears, Ursus Arctos Arctos. Polar bear. Ursus Arctos, grizzly. Because brown... A a grizzly is a brown brown bear, bear, but but a brown bear is not a grizzly. not necessarily a grizzly. Correct. Look at us exp- becoming well versed in the science of patience, old son. We have a long ways to go. Oh, do we ever? You got any more shower thoughts? Shower thoughts. Patience, time, space. It's not you. It's me. <laughs> um. Finish yeah. your ribbons. Finish your heavies. I'm not a ribbons guy. Yeah, you know that. Finish your heavies. Keep your nose to the grindstone. Keep them out of the pills. A cowboy can. Cowboy can. A real cowboy will. I've had scar. I've earned scars and I've earned buckles. Been in the shoot with blood on my knuckles. <laughs> well, what about my, you for the shower thoughts of the day? I'll say, uh, you know, it doesn't really matter if you shoot a fixed or a mechanical broadhead. True. Make a good shot and it'll do the work for you. Correct. Make that. Focus on making that good shot, I'd say. Shoot, if get people the, get, can... get that get that clear lane, get that get your heart rate down, or try to, and just just if you if you can't if you can't actually see your target, don't take the shot. Agreed. And if uh, you don't know what you're shooting, don't take the shot. Don't take the shot, especially with a rifle. Spe- with anything. Yeah. After watching what my bow and arrow can do to a deer. I can only imagine what to do to a human. Yeah, ain't that the truth? Because, let's be completely honest, they're both soft tissue. They're both soft targets. A little harder to double on a human. From the side? From the side. You're gonna hit, you're gonna hit shank. <laughs> front shank, front shoulder. Yeah. But, uh. Do your preseason work. Do your preseason work, do your scouting. Just go spend, go for a drive. Go scout. Go see what there is. Go spend some time in nature. Yeah. Get some fresh air. Have take pa- a buddy. Have, have fun. Take a kid hunting. Take a kid hunting. Don't forget to have patience. Don't take a woman hunting. We went over that. Don't take a woman I, hunting. I beg to differ. Ah, you'll learn, old son. <laughs> I suppose I will. 
No, no, I still stick by it. If she wants to go hunting, take her hunting. Put her in a stand far, far away. Hey, if she's... I'm just bugging. Take a woman hunting. Take anybody hunting. Get people into nature. The outdoor life. Hunting, hiking, back... You know what? We love the outdoor life. We got a couple buddies that are into the, into the whole hiking and photography, backpacking idea. Great guys. They don't like hunting. Well, one one does. Yeah. The other one, he'd shoot something if he could, but cares just more for the experience of being in nature than he does killing critters. Yeah. Those are good people to surround yourself with. Yeah. Keep the big guy close. Be keep patient. Him, keep him close to the vest. Don't be, be afraid. Don't be afraid to show it. Never. Never be ashamed for who you are. Work on your patience. In Always. all facets of life. Always. All facets of life. And, uh... Patience leads to what? Perseverance leads to what? Uh, glor- uh... Glory in your sufferings because suffering produces Absolutely. perseverance, which... And perseverance produ- produces, uh... Character and, and character, character hope. produces hope. Correct. Anything Truer else? words have never been spoken. Ain't that the truth, old son? Woo! On to the next one, old son. See you later, episode 10 coming up. It's rodeo time. Woo!